It is Wednesday night. It's October 18th, 2023. Yes, AEW Dynamite back on their normal night, normal time on Wednesday. So you know what that means. Yes. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast is streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and on our Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it, page. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell if you haven't already at Kicking Out Pod on social media. And if you're listening to this podcast at a later time, Please give us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps us out quite a bit. I'm Tanner Lee. Full group in the house tonight. Paul Zartman, Austin Shepard. What's going on, fellas? Hey, it's Wednesday night. We're here, and I'm in some fancy library from an undisclosed location. A lot of books to choose from there. Yes. Most of them are wrestling. Don't worry. Have you read all those books, Paul? Uh, I've read about half of them. Good job. Impressive. Impressive. Good job at your young age. Yes. <laughs> Shep, how many books have you read this year? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hold on. Hold on. We're late in the year. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with half. I started John Moxley's book. <sighs> Shit. So I started John Moxley's book about a year ago in November. I had a I had a flight to Vegas, and I started reading it, uh, and I read it there, and I read it home, and then last year, I had a flight to Scottsdale there and back, read it, and I had one more flight to Vegas there and back and read it, and I'm like, I think I'm a hundred pages from ending the book, but I have not flown since <laughs> the springtime, and I was supposed to go to Vegas next week, but. Uh, I sold my house. I got to move, so I had to cancel that Vegas trip. So I'm not going to finish the book probably this year because I only read when I'm on a plane. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've read like you know sixty percent of a book. So there you go. Yeah, it works. It works. Is that more than you, Tanner? Uh, you know, I was trying to think. I read a lot last year. Looking over here on my bookshelf. Yeah, we had I I, uh, the Bucks and Mox's book last year. Yeah, I read the Bucks book last year, Mox's book, Jericho's book, Keith uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg's book last year. I think, but I think I've read one this year. It was from the Wrestle Talk guys. It was a book on the new uh, the new wrestling wars WWE versus AEW. It was mm. pretty much just like article recaps from the past few years. But but yeah, I've been behind this year compared to last few years. Do audiobooks count? Sure. Sure. That's been my go-to here lately. I'll pop an earbud mm-hmm. in uh, at work and just listen to a book while I'm working. I need I need a wrestler to come out with. I know Becky Lynch is coming out with a book in uh, March or April, but she's the only one I know of that's coming out with one. So maybe I'll give that a read. Doubtful, but maybe. You, you know what they say about them redheads. <laughs> Don't date one, I'd tell you that from personal experience. Don't do it, boys. Never never did that. So um, oh my god, is it a shit show? <laughs> They're nuts. Uh, They're freaking crazy. They're not I've heard. never never now, dated now, a natural now, redhead. Hey, they're a lot of fun. But they have so, multiple personalities. So it's like the redhead off wedding crashers. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, what what a rabbit hole this is a new one 
go down a, a redhead rabbit hole. Yeah, we, let's, let's, let's not talk about past dating lives because I could get myself in some deep <laughs> shit. Yeah, we, we don't need any other things framed on the wall. We don't need any other <laughs> cease and desist or anything like that. <laughs> hey, I've already been sued once over uh, a past buddy, so I don't want to do it again. Yeah, smart man. Live and learn. Yep. Live and learn. Yes. But um, I thought Dynamite kicked off in a hot way this week. Yeah. Jay White versus Pinta El Zero Mito. Um, this match got a lot of time. It did. I was yeah. not expecting it to go as long as it did. You know, I, I'll give I'll give TK a little credit. Sometimes I think the guy is whacked out of his mind. But especially well, this last week on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Jericho's response to that, by the way. He's a billionaire. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Basically. Yeah, he owns AW. I'm not gonna tell him no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you notice, let's just go back six to eight months you know back back when oc used to kick off the show mm-hmm. tony khan likes to throw a good wrestling match to kick off the show he doesn't want to start with somebody talking in the ring okay he doesn't want to talk about a backstage segment he doesn't want um one of his commentary guys in the ring talking he wants to kick off the show right as they get off of their intro to a performer walking down that ramp and we go right into a match. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Bulletin right away. And I can kind of appreciate that. I enjoy Mm -hmm. that. I know that the start of the – and I know it's maybe – and maybe he's trying to play the ratings game, you know, people tuning in right at 8 o'clock, which, hey, good for him, you know. And then right at 9 o'clock, you know, he he does something else. But – I can appreciate that match right at the start. And I think it's because we grew up, well, okay, the Attitude Area when, when I grew up, and, and you guys weren't too much older, I guess. That was different, but I guess post-Attitude Area, we got so used to starting with promos every single week. Yeah, and, so, and, I, and I still think um, Tanner's uncle's company up there in Connecticut, <laughs> uh, I still think they kind of rely on that a little bit. I don't think Uncle Vince has much more say. So no, now we're going to start calling you Uncle Uncle Trips. You got an Uncle Trips now up there. <laughs> now has Uncle Trips. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what. I had to change my name. Three to four weeks. The 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 product has gotten a little bit better. Yeah, we'll talk we'll, about that. We'll, we'll we will talk, talk about, about that. I did enjoy uh, that card blade has his own AW world title now. Yeah. <laughs> so much duct tape. I love I mean, the duct tape. It's great. The uh, That is all Bull- juice and you know it. Bullet Club gold, just whatever they touch is gold right now. They get everything. Yes. Else. It, yes. They're doing a great job. They're doing a great job. But uh, this match was fun. Back and forth. Had some crazy spots. In the end, though, there's a... Um, Bullet Club Gold all got on the apron, distracted the official, allowing Juice Robinson to nail Penta with the uh, punch with his TJ Maxx bot ring. Um, and then that made Penta fall into a blade runner. And then post-match, we see Jay White get on the microphone, says he's still waiting for MJF to respond to his offer. He presumes it's because he can't find a partner. Juice Robinson then says that in the main event tonight, spoiler alert, he said he's going to win the Battle Royal and win the right to face MJF for the Dynamite Diamond 
douchebag ring, I believe he called it, or something like that. Yeah, douchebag uh, was mentioned. Yeah, maybe that was for the Battle Royal itself. Yeah. Uh, but maybe. he said he's going to pawn it and have another gold tooth. Um, and then we cut the backstage. Renee's shown with MJF. MJF says he could have ran out and like every good guy in wrestling history and got his ass whooped by, by a four-on-one attack, which I appreciate. Because I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because he's going against the lines there. He's blurring the lines. Uh, but he isn't a good guy. He's a scumbag. He, uh, he then prays that Juice wins the night. There, there will be blood between them, but it won't be on his hands. It will be on Jay White's hands. And then she asked him about Adam Cole. He's ready to give an Adam Cole update, but then the claims show up. They suggest, the caster suggests they should all team together and get MGF's belt back, Triple B. MGF says no, so Max says he might he will have to enter the Battle Royal himself. Uh, so then MGF will have to put a ring on it. And then MGF just rolls his eyes and storms off and... and uh, and a Bowens, damn it, Max. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Just the, the whole, <laughs> have to he's, put a ring on it. Maybe something else. You know, I didn't realize this, and I think Max brought it up when he was doing commentary in the main event. The, the connection there between him and Max Caster, that goes back to their, is it creative pro wrestling? They yeah, were trained up, in up in um, New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those two guys go back a long way. So mm-hmm. I can appreciate now knowing that I can uh, appreciate this little, uh, this little mini storyline they have where, where Castor has a little bit of the obsession of, of MJF. I, I, I kind of like that now. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to say this politically correct, right? Um, he has an infatuation with him, which is fine. Yes, but the other his other tag team member Partner. is yes is is, is a uh, outspoken homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, so they I don't know if he's trying to take the the heat off of him a little bit. I, and I, at first, that's what I thought it was. But now when, when MJF said, hey, you know, we came up together and, and created mm-hmm. pro wrestling, now, now it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it, and it kind of makes me chuckle, actually. I think it's, I yeah. think it's comical. I believe they were uh, trained by Pat Buck and Brian Myers. You Both are correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Majin here said, uh, yeah, how Max is with MJF, that's him with Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> Wardlow's, Wardlow's a good-looking dude. I'll admit it. <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. But, uh, yeah, and it's crazy to you think what? this hey, little no, mini storyline no, we have no, going no, no. on all started on Twitter. No. <laughs> hey, F Warload. Actually, fuck Warload. He shouldered my boy tonight. He did. And he I loved did. it. I loved it. No, that's my boy. Yeah, I, and I'll, and I'll, expl- I'll explain later why I loved it. And okay. Shivani is the GOAT, but I will explain no, later Shivani why is the GOAT. He's right up there with Jr. Man and the King and Joey Styles. <laughs> Any, anybody else? We know you love yourself some Russo. So I've already said one F bomb. You want me to get another one? <laughs> uh, Paul, you were saying something. I believe I didn't catch what you were uh, saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's crazy to think that this uh, MJF Max Caster thing all kind of started on twitter 
mm-hmm. Max just teasing MJF and then leave it to TK to kind of turn it into a storyline. Actually, so you hate, Gar- you hate Garcia and next strong, but love Nimeth. Who loves Nimeth? Right? Oh, oh no. Oh, he thought that's your match. Two as your boy, not Shivani. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Shivani. Yeah. Shivani. Yeah. The, the only, the only thing I like about Ryan Nimeth is he might bring his older brother. His <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the only value Ryan Nimeth brings right now. He gets a fast forward click every Monday uh, when he's on BTE for me. So skip. He sucks. He's annoying. Skip. Skip. We then got a match that was just announced today. It was one of those annoying title eliminator matches, um, which I was with Taz. I forgot it was an eliminator match. I thought it was for the world championship, the women's world championship for a while. Emi um, Sakura versus uh, Hakira Shida. But these two do have history. It's the mentor versus the mentee type deal. Um, so there is backstory there. But I will say this match was better in ring than I thought it was going to be. Is okay. I just wish, you know, this division, the entering skills aren't the problem. I wish they did a better job at building characters with the women. They have a few well, decent ones, but I don't think they have enough. Yes. And and my problem is uh, I'm a fan of Sheeta's. I've made that loud and clear. I think she's very talented. Seeing her step up into the chops tonight every single time, just didn't work for me i mean i understand why you help the slap you help you know the sound but it was too obvious because she was stepping up before she was ever chopped and when she hit the cantana at the end it wasn't her fault it was more the camera she didn't hit her in the face she hit her like down here in the shoulder Mm -hmm. which i'm that's a safe way to do it that's the camera's fault there so or production's fault, I should say, not the camera. Just camera shooting where it's supposed to. So that's uh, production's fault for not switching to another camera. But yeah, that was the only uh, women's match we got tonight. I still, I still think they have a women's division deep enough they could have two matches, even if one's a squash. But and it, it just kind of makes them look bad when NXT Halloween Havoc next week has five women's matches on it. Yes. And uh, you the almost got it. Yeah, Jade Cargill. Potentially Jade Cargill, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you almost got a text from me tonight, Tanner, because I wasn't sure where Shep was at in the show yet. I didn't realize because I didn't catch that they said that it was the debut of Tony Storm's greatest masterpiece or whatever. So the women's match starts, and I had to look it up because I was in the middle of texting you, are we going to get two women's matches tonight? Because Tony Storm's still to come. And then I realized it was just another Tony Storm commercial. Another break. film. Another film. Uh, Majin here. As you said, the wrestling isn't the problem. It's the lack of characters and everything else. The division has improved. The usage of it, however, is still atrocious. Going back to last week, don't get me wrong, I'm happy they put the title on Shreya, but when you have her lose it on her second defense, why even give her a run at all? I I. Th- I agree. I think the only thing uh, about that is, like Shep mentioned last week, they probably did a pivot just to have that big moment at all in in front of her country, in front of her family. But yeah, no, it's kind of, kind of fell kind of flat after that. 
Yeah. He says, it's if she's so easy to beat, you ruin the credibility of Soraya, of the division itself, and even of Sheeta. Yeah, they, they really need Jamie Hayter back. They need Thunder Rosa back, too, who should be returning yes. any 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 collision now. Um, yeah. Since she's probably going to be featured heavily on collision. They, they need those two back big time. Big Seen time. a lot of um, videos going around of uh, Thunder back working out again and yep. back yep. in the ring and healthy. Yep, and, and you kind of mentioned her uh, ship with uh, Jade Cargill. I mean... Say what you want about her usage in in AEW. I I don't think it was. I I think it was, it was fine. But looking back, it wasn't as good as they could have used her. And look how the WWE is using her already. She hasn't been in a match, but she's met with uh, Triple H on camera, HBK on camera. She's had face to face with Charlotte Flair and um, Becky Lynch already. Mm-hmm. And that's like the who's who. So well, yeah. if you're, if, if you're gonna bring her in. With her background, her mm-hmm. hype, and what you're paying her, yeah, you're gonna throw her to the wolves. So, yep, yep, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting, and, and real. Let's let, not not to interrupt you. Yep. Let's go back. When's the last time we had a high profile free agent on the women's side? Probably. Probably Tony Storm. Yeah. But I don't think Tony got that kind of press, though. Oh, she didn't. I don't think. No. No. And, I and, don't Tony, f- and Tony didn't get that kind of entrance to the company. No. Where your first interaction on cameras with the boss trips. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's been a while since we've seen this kind of. I mean, she's getting a main event male talent intro. Well, they they did it with Cody. Now they're doing it with Jade. They're sending a message yeah. to other AEW oh, talent. Yeah, you come over here. This is how we're going to use you. Pretty pretty good business idea, really. A few more comments here from Majin uh, in regards to the women's division. And Tony Khan, it's obvious you don't know how to book women. You have uh, Maria there. You have Thunder, both of whom own all women's promotions. Let them book the women. Let Kenny help. Under Kenny, the division was doing well. Under Tony, in the eyes of many, we're back to the bathroom break match, and I hate that. I I agree. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think most of the IWC on Twitter would agree. So I very well put. He he he's a little extreme. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with him. He's a little little much on that comment. I think we I think AEW has the talent. Uh, to compete in the women's division. But I agree with him on the booking side of it. Now, I think who who books really good, um, especially the last six months, is Impact. Yes. So late. Except they're going to probably lose Deanna Peraza. And Sean Ross Sapp said today, if he had to, Put percentages on where he thinks he, she's gonna go. He said forty percent WWE, forty percent AEW, and I don't remember what the other twenty percent was. Well, it had to it had to be. <laughs> I think it was Independence. Okay. I think because at that time he had Cardo- Cardona was a special guest today because Jimmy Van was out at that time. Cardona showed up. Cardona was showing up late, so at that time it kind of took my attention away from um, 
the, the topic of that was her. So, yeah. Yeah, which, which Cardona had some interesting comments on AEW. Um, he pretty much said he'd be willing to work with them again in the future. So, Cardona has a perfect gig going right now. He does. He does. Oh, absolutely. He, he has redeveloped himself on the indies. I think he's getting probably maximum money when he shows up to these mm-hmm. promotions. Yeah. Um, and he, which is probably close to the money he was making in in WWE, but he's making enough money where the freedom kind of goes in there and is the cherry on top, and and lets him you know live a good life. Obviously, yeah. um, I saw he was it two weeks ago. He was on uh, Twitter or or one of the social media flat. Uh, platforms saying like look i don't i don't travel with a bunch of merch you buy it on my online store i travel with eight by tens i charge for my picture i charge for the eight by tens like this is how you make money on the indies Mm -hmm. he was kind of giving a crash course on that yeah no i everybody if you're a pro wrestling fan you gotta appreciate what he's doing yeah i mean he's making a name for a lot of promotions out there that otherwise wouldn't get the publicity at all. So absolutely. He's doing good stuff. I I mean, I think he will end his career probably back with the WWE, but maybe, maybe AEW. I think he ends his career eventually at a bigger promotion, but might as well get all the life out of this run while he can. I think he ends it with WWE just because of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, that's like many pro wrestlers. That's what he grew up loving. So, I mean, I mean, look it up right now. Cardona's not that old. No, he's he's probably 34, 35. I'm getting there. Hold on. That'd be my guess. Um, He's he's 38. Okay, he's a little older than I thought. So, so he's be, right around Cody's age. He'll be 39 in May. So, I mean, I'd say the guy's got 10 years in him. Mm-hmm. As long as he doesn't do too many more death matches. Well, he doesn't do a lot of them now. <laughs> he learned his lesson. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yep. A few more comments here from Majin as far as the women's division. Uh, he says they do, but it'll never improve if they continue to use them how Tony does. One women's match isn't enough. The stop slash start of stories isn't enough. Don't get me wrong. I love the pivot that gave us timeless Tony Storm, but at the same time, I was heavily invested in the outcast versus original storyline you could have pivoted even without Hater. Yeah, after Hater's injury, they kind of just put down the back burner. Went a total different yeah. direction. Yeah, now you can't put Tony back in the outcast when Hater comes nope. back. Nope, nope, that, that That story's over. That story's over. Yep. It, but, it is, but it leaves it leaves Soraya and Ruby out in La La Land. It does. It does. It does. I like the new gig from Tony. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She. They've mm-hmm. hit something there. And yeah, and, I like and Ru- that. But Ru- Ruby's got to go against the uh, Sky Blue on Friday. Who she's having an interesting character development right now. The the uh, eye makeup's getting heavier and heavier. So. Yeah. We will see. We will see it. Uh, and he says, much like we're seeing with MJF slash Jay White and the Mass Men thing. This kind of briefly hinted tonight um, when, when he was talking about how MGF hasn't found partners. He said, uh, you probably can't get your henchmen. 
wrangled up. So they're hinting it once in a while, but no, they haven't really addressed it since it happened. But I think that's all by design. I think we will see something at full gear. Would be my. Uh, I think we'll see something yes. next week because as we'll get to in just a few moments with another backstage segment, somebody has left. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, we did see a backstage uh, segment of a story that I think is going to have months and months of of uh, attenuation to it. That's Renee Paquette was sitting down with the rated R stu- superstar Adam Copeland. He's uh, admitting he's still confused as the idea of coming to AEW. Uh, you know, was to end his career with Christian Cage. He sounded on board with it until it got real. Then he sat down this week and replayed their relationship. He recalls how they became best friends over a love of wrestling as kids in sixth grade. Then he recalls uh, him getting the dream gig and telling everybody about his partner. And he believes Cage is the most underrated person in wrestling. He uh, thinks of them being talked about together is a cancer that Cage has to let fester. Um, He's surprised there's still jealousy between them. He knows Cage is riding high. He came first in Copeland. Doesn't want to take that spotlight, doesn't want to take the TNT title, but he knows that Christian will come crashing down to the ground. He says he won't fight him, but he'll be there to pick him up when Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne drop him. Yeah. So the first time we haven't seen Adam Copeland actually live since he's debuted. Which is good because they need to kind of back it off a little bit here. They're they're getting to the point kind of like they did when they first brought Sting in, where he's on everything all the time. You're gonna ruin it if you just uh, use him the way you are. Let him kind of fade back to the background, not show up as much. Maybe do quick segments. You know, like he could come on screen you know christian could call him out or something or say something about him and the next week we get you know christian get over it i'm not fighting you and that be it and maybe he came out afterwards you know to pop the crowd i don't know maybe we'll see that on twitter but but you're right they got you gotta be careful with the usage of them but you want to get your money's worth too so you kind of kind of filling him in for cm punk in a way Mm mm-hmm in a way, which I've seen way too many comparisons of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, we saw a squash match between Warlow and Ryan Nimeth. Uh, Nimeth tried to jump Warlow as soon as he got in the ring, but immediately Warlow grabbed him for a powerbomb and led to an immediate referee stoppage. Post-match, Savani asked Warlow what he is back for. Warlow looks annoyed. He shows that MJF is written on his wrist tape, which it has been the past few weeks. And then he barges past Shivani, gives him a shoulder bump, knocks him to the floor. Crowd then booed. They went from chanting Wardlow to booing. I like this. I like, give me a monster Wardlow heel against a scumbag MJF. Mm -hmm. Love it. That's why I love the Shivani shoulder bump. Yeah, because that kind of... Because, again, the crowd's been behind him since he came back. If they're trying to push him as a heel, they had to do something. I'm glad he didn't talk because when uh, they said that Tony was going to try to get a word with him, I was like, oh, great. He's going to talk. It's going to ruin everything. And so just having him point at his wrist Mm. and then shove past Shivani, turn the crowd on him instantly. Yep. And that's what he needed. It's it's easy heat. I mean, bump a guy everybody loves, an older guy, knock him to the ground. 
so, some of your biggest heels or or monster heels, they don't talk. Exactly. So if you're gonna if you're gonna put this, push this guy, you know, let's let's keep the mic out of his hand. Yep. So keep the mic out of his hand. Keep the mic out of another guy we're gonna talk about in a little bit. Uh, Paros Hobbs. Keep the mic out of his hand. Certain mm-hmm. guys in the company. Luchasaurus, of course, keep the mic out of their hand. Now, other guys like Miro, who I guess Miro's more of a face right now, he's a good talker. Let him talk. But yes, Samoa Brian Cage, Joe's a good talker. Yes, Brian Cage, another one. Don't let him talk. No. Nope. Yeah. So they're starting to figure that out. They're starting to figure that stuff out. So. Another guy who uh, whose actions speak louder than his words. We'll talk about in a little bit. Yep. You then see Kenny Omega backstage. He's discussing tonight's match. You know, Kyle Fletcher has got to bring the best out of him tonight. MJF then turn, turns up and says he respects Kenny. Wants a handshake. Kenny's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll shake your hand. Then MJF whispers, 13 days, bitch. And, and Kenny says, 13 days. We'll see about that. Very interesting. Where, where do you guys think this is heading? Well, we're not going to see unless they do it at Battle of the Belts. But... We know it's not going to drop. We know Kenny's not going to, I mean, MJF's going to hold this thing till full gear. Yes. He's going to surpass it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you have him and, um, juice next, next Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's seven days. So you got six days to go. You're gonna have a live version, and then battle battle of the belts. I mean, do you throw you throw a MJF Omega match right there to try to snag some Saturday ratings? How about next Saturday's collision, which would be the twenty uh, right 28th. before it would. Right before he would that be right before it, it then? <clears throat> I think that, that would make sense. Would that be a day before? Yeah. Uh, a couple yeah. days before. I think that would make sense. If they're going to do it, I would still like him to save it for a pay-per-view. But since they said this tonight, got to think uh, that that wasn't said by accident. So. Well, he, he started saying oh. this, what, two weeks ago? On, on BTE. On BTE. And, and Kenny couldn't figure out what he was talking about. Yeah. Now Kenny knows. Yes. So well, Kenny Kenny was concussed, if you remember correctly. Yes. He had the ice bag on his head and everything. Yes. 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 So, but no, I, I thought that was fun. That was a fun little segment showing those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, those those guys are money. That matches money. Um we didn't see Adam Cole at Roderick Strong's house giving him coffee. <laughs> Roderick Strong spits it out because he hates hot coffee. Cole says he's out of here, he's getting annoyed. But Roderick expo- apologizes, said he's craving Cole's PB&J sandwiches, which Bennett and Taven are pumped about, supposedly, when back in the ROH days, uh, Cole made amazing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So um, Cole's making it. It's a whole just, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. This is after uh, Bennett's uh, seen neck strong to uh, yeah. traps headstrong. Yes. Um, and then uh, Roderick's complaining about uh, Cole's, 
peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Cole flips, says he's done, and leaves. Roderick Din says he, he's going to have to be nice to that scumbag to get his friend back. Adam! Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. You know, Majin said earlier that the women's matches are becoming the bathroom break match again. This segment, these segments with Roderick and Adam are my bathroom breaks. Well, hopefully now that Adam left the house, hopefully he's coming back on TV and the devil we will can, return. We can, we, can get the, we, we can get this thing rolling. He's got to do his surgery first. Double double surgery. Yeah. Double surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Those guys haven't changed clothes in like a month. <laughs> they haven't, have they? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, I did enjoy the neck next strong um compared to traps at strong. I, I did like that, but the rest of it, eh. TK, yeah. get with uh what is it? Is it Ruckus? Marcus? Yeah, Mike Mikey Ruckus. Yeah. Have him have him write a parody of it for Next yep. Strong and make that his new entrance music. There you go. There you go. We then go back to the ring, Shivani's He's pissed off. He's like, it's bringing no pleasure, none whatsoever to bring the next guy out. It's Don Callis. Callis comes to the ring, said they made history last week. Chris Jericho's never been manhandled like he was last week. Will Hobbs then recalls getting tickets to meet Jericho when he was young, 1998. But Jericho treated him poorly. He swore that day he... uh, the day he got to look Jericho in the eye, he would hurt him over and over. So they show, show spine buster after spine buster from last week. Callis says Hobbs has always been told to bottle his anger, but his family will tell him to be what he is, which is a killing machine, and they're going to unleash it. Callis then takes a shot at Kyle Fletcher for letting them down. Fletcher comes to the ring, says he did that as a favor. He might have been the weakest link that night, but tonight he has another chance and will prove to everyone, and especially Callis, that he doesn't need anyone's help to beat Kenny Omega. Yeah, and then we got what I thought was the match of the night between well, Kenny Omega and Kyle Fletcher. But before we get to that match here, you kind of missed something when you were talking about Tony Schiavone introducing Don Callis. He he spit before he said his name. He did. He did. You're, that's a good catch. He ball. leaned over. He was like, "I did not. I, I missed Callis. that. I missed yep. that." So he may not have actually spit, but it was at least a mimic spit. <laughs> That was a good catch. Yeah, and Majin, I, I, how did I miss that? I watched. I was watching them too. I'm just yeah. My attention to detail was off there. So what else is new? I'm the one who catches all the details. Uh, Me that, and Shep. Yeah, that's why you guys are good contributors to this podcast. Don't know what I'd do without you guys. You, uh, you watch the matches. We watch the details. That's true. That's true. But then this match, next match, I loved. Um, I even tweeted. I got to appreciate every second when I'm watching Kenny Omega because that year he was out, I took it for granted. I mean, I just, and then he's gone. He forget how great he is. And then like this, we hadn't seen him in action since, uh, since wrestle dream and guy just puts on a clinic every time he gets in the ring and Kyle Fletcher, his game rose tonight. Um, he came out looking really good too. I, I think if we go back Tanner to the first time I ever subbed in for Paul, Mm-hmm. This is yeah. This is over what year and a half ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You asked me who my um, Mount Rushmore of wrestlers was. Yes, and the last guy I said was 
Kenny Omega. Yes, you did. Yep. And like we've talked about that, it, you know, going forward that, and I, I've been a comment like, yeah, I might, it, it changes a little bit, right? Sure. Sure. Kenny Omega, I think has solely put himself on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. In my he's, opinion. He's so good. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's a good talker. He's good in the ring. Um, now, there's there's one guy that has started to edge his way in there. In my opinion. And this is solely on in-ring work. Osprey? Man, you got to take all my thunder, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to have us guess. Oh, that's why I just sat here in silence. I, I was going to sit. I was going to make you guys guess, but I wasn't even done explaining it. But uh, I got excited. Yeah, I mean, we we start talking about that. I mean, Osprey's got to. I mean, I don't want him. Like, if I remember my original, my original uh, with five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it five? Yeah, we, we might have done four, but we did top point. five just a few months ago. But it was yeah. it was Rock, it was Flair, Austin, Michaels, Omega, and I love all those guys. But I'm telling you right now, for the last year and a half since COVID, actually, let's go back two years now. Will Osprey has been the flipping man. Yeah, he mm-hmm. really has. So. I, I think Osprey is the best in-ring worker in the world. Uh, but Kenny's, of course, been at this longer. So, and I see I see Kenny more often than I do Will. But and I, and I hope we get a we'll, we we will get one or two more Osprey yep. Omegas. Yep. Yep. So, and that's not taking it away from other guys of different styles like Sabre Jr. and Danielson. I they're totally right. different in the ring workers than what I'm comparing these guys to. Oh yeah. You know, and you know what? This this sounds really this sounds really bad. But in the next five years, a guy like Danielson could literally kick a guy off my Mount Rushmore of a, of a Shawn Michaels. Nothing against Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but it's it's more in the present. Um, I would I would never get rid of a guy like The Rock because of his mic work. I think I think Daniels and Saber Junior. and and even Osprey could never touch a guy like The Rock on the mic. So, mm-hmm. you know, Majin's going with all Canadian list. Jericho Omega, known heart, doesn't know who his other guy is yet. Ah, oh, Marty McSwirly. <laughs> hey, Marty! That's your, that's your other Canadian. Come on, get your get your shit together. Come on, you knew that going into this. You know, I am glad that we're a wrestling podcast. We focus mainly on AEW, but we go down rabbit holes and talk some other promotions sometimes. But I'm glad when it comes to Marty, we talk Marty McSorley more than we do Marty Janetti. No oh, man, I I knew you were going to bring him up at some point. <laughs> hey. I'd rather talk freaking Bill Goldberg than Marty Gennetti. So. Ooh. That's and, saying something. And you guys know how I feel about old Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, Shep's, Shep and I have both stated that if Goldberg shows up in AEW, Tanner's doing KOP alone. <laughs> yes. 
Hey, we already had Bill, Big Bill, become a champion, and Austin, Austin's still here. So. That's such bullshit. <laughs> so bullshit. And I, never mind. Never mind. Don't let me start. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week because we get a collision. They defend their championship on collisions. So. Against Wheeler and Claudio. Uh, Mundo's got an interesting comment here. What do you guys think is, or I think he means, where do you think Osprey's going? AEW or WWE? WWE wants some bad proof that WWE did contract tampering enough to take your court. That's why Tony Khan went ballistic and so on social media. You know what? Osprey will never go to WWE because he lives overseas. New Japan and AEW gives him the freedom. To, to, to travel the way he wants. If mm-hmm. he signs with um, Tanner's uncle, he will have to be Sam He will have to be committed to the States. And he's been on multiple podcasts saying, like, look, that's, that's not me. So yeah. I'm not going to live in the States. Yeah, Sorry. I'm not going to live in the States. Yeah. He, has a, he has a wife. He has a couple children. And, like, look, I'm going to do what's best for me and my family. So – I think that'll always be New Japan and AEW. And Majin says that's also why Abushi signed with AEW. Yes, that was revealed this week that Abushi's is not like a full on contract like most of the other guys, but he is signed to AEW to certain dates. So yes, um, a and yeah, I could contract. I, I could see Osprey doing something like that, but I I really think earlier this year I was very convinced he was going back to New Japan, New Japan only. Now I think AEW's got a shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, just you know, you got to give them time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, Kenny Omega, like I said, beat Kyle Fletcher. It was a really good match. Uh, Kenny hit a sick looking V trigger. Oh, um, off the ropes. Off the ropes. Yeah. Um, but Fletcher countered a one wing angel at one point in the match. But in the end, mm-hmm. Omega hit a running knee strike and then a one wing angel for the win. So, but uh, very good match. Very entertaining match. Um, of course, Kenny's Kenny, and I think Kyle Fletcher, I respect the dude more coming out of the night than mm-hmm. I did going in, which I already knew he was talented. But, you know, I know more for Ozzy Open and his tag team work than uh, being a singles competitor. So. Yeah, and well, you don't get to see a lot of the stuff like he's been doing in his singles mm-hmm. action here lately Mm-mm. with Ozzy Open. So it's nice to see this different side of yep. Kyle Fletcher. But well, his his partner got injured though, right? Yeah, Mark Davis. Yeah, yeah against broke, FTR. Yeah, broke his wrist. Uh huh. Which he's been injured twice now since signing with AEW. So poor oh. guy. But sometimes that hap- when that happens, um, the tag team partner that's left kind of in no man's land takes advantage of it. So yeah, good for uh, mm-hmm. the Martin brothers. Mm-hmm. Darius and Dante. Yeah, one of them's always hurt. Yes, so. they get about three matches in as a tag team, and then somebody's injured. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, you yep. do stupid shit sometimes. So, yep. We then see a vignette shown for Danhausen. Um, he says, "Everyone will be cursed soon enough," and that is a the uh, Halloween three uh, jingle, the TV jingle, which very creative to do that that way with the TV set and everything. Um, so I got to think. I mean, Halloween's coming up less than two weeks away, so I got to think he's coming back from Portland. Mm-hmm. If not, these this vignette was kind of stupid. What was it? Yes. What was his last injury? Mm, what did he do? Oh, he broke his uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself. I think it broke. Didn't he break his leg? What? Um, I thought he broke his broke his leg at the start of AW, and then there was something else. He did. My keyboard doesn't want to work, so Paul, you're gonna have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, come on, Paul. I don't know. My keyboard doesn't want to. Oh, I think yeah, I think Majin's right. I think it was a collarbone. Oh, okay. He broke his leg before in ROH. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Now my mouse doesn't want to work. This is cool. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Majin says, you know what? Right now I'm going to give the Stinger his fourth spot. And speaking of the guy, they call Sting. We, <laughs> well, what'd you say it was? Torn Peck. Torn Peck. Okay. Cody At AEW Revolution. Back in February. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, we did a quiz on Sting, which will be up on the YouTube channel tomorrow. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. I did it individually, but Paul and Austin uh, formed a tag team, took me on, so you can watch and see who uh, who could name more of Sting's WCW Monday Night Nitro opponents than the other. And we did pretty good. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, Sting uh, makes his way out. Uh, where's my notes here? Um, well, crud. I had two other things before this. I'll go over them really quickly. Lance Archer had a squash match against Baron Brown. Literally squashed him. I like seeing Archer on my TV. Please give me more of that. Mm-hmm. I think the only I, I'm afraid the only reason he was on tonight is because it was in Texas. That's where he's yep. from. But, yep. man, the guy's a beast. He's got the look. He's got great theme music. Just use him more. That's all we're asking. I, I think I texted you guys a couple months ago. He's over in New Jersey. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. He is super over. And I don't know of him extending his contract or anything. So I think if they're not careful, I think he'll, he'll leave. And, mm-hmm. and Barrett Brown, was that the guy's name, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. He, a, was he a young Bucks he, he want to be. He looked. Yes, yeah. he looked like a small Jackson. Okay. Yes. I, I wasn't the only one thinking that. Uh, was is love- the other brother's name Malachi? Like his actual name? Because I thought it was him for a second. Um, but I love Justin Roberts saying, "Throwing his opponent to the ring." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice little touch. That was a nice little touch. Um. And then the other thing before Sting came out to make his announcement, we saw Swerve and Prince Nana showing as they're promoting uh, Swerve's release in his new uh, uh, music video this week. However, Swerve says he should be celebrating, but he should also be celebrating by being the TNT champion, but he's not because that's Adam Page's fault. He warns him that you don't want to go to war with someone who gives less of a damn than, damn than him. And he says it's not always you that pays for your actions. So it's, it's personal now between the two guys. So, I'm looking forward to their match of full gear. I know it's not advertised yet, but I'm pretty sure we're getting a full gear match between those two guys. And then uh, we get a music video so we can watch Prince Nana dance. Swear when I drive. It's a swear. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. We then see Sting make his way to the ring. Says he wants to reflect on all the years traveling up and down the road with people like Lex Luger, the Steiners. They get cheers. They look at the generation ahead of them with guys like Dusty Rhodes. Gave Dusty a nice shout out. 
Hulk Hogan who gets booed by the crowd. And Steen yeah. says, yes, I know, I know, but I did learn something from him. He wants to give a lot to Ric Flair. Thanks him for all the moments. They used to wonder why these guys hunt on, but he's here and he understands why. It's the smell of the arenas. It's the crowd. It's traveling the globe with the boys. He says people are thinking that he's retired once already, but that one in 2015 didn't sit right with him. Plus, there was a key moment in his Hall of Fame speech that uh, the one thing about Sting is that nothing is for sure. Sting wants to address the word retirement. He said his first match in AW was at Revolution in 2021. His very last match will be at Revolution in 2024. Then he says the key thing is that his retirement in 2024 is for sure. Yes. That's kind of what I thought. I know I text you guys for your predictions. Paul, you thought he was retiring. Shep thought he was getting a farewell tour. I kind of thought, I thought maybe like six months, but wrapping it up where it all started for him, a revolution makes total sense. So a couple more months we get his thing. We better all enjoy it. Was yes. that, that three, four months, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. presuming he'll get a big match of full gear, probably one like winter is coming. And then of course, revolution. So, but now the now the question I have for you guys is, who do you want to see him face in his last match? I know, I know what all the AEW fans are going to say is Darby, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they match up well. I, I don't, I don't think he could do the high paced thing that Darby wants to do the uh, the cannonballs through the ropes and. and and outside the ring, you know, hit you. I, I don't know. I, I could see him giving Darby the big rub just for everything Darby's helped him with. I, th- I um, think it will be Darby, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know how the match will will pan out. And we haven't seen Sting do a singles match since he's been in AEW. It's all been tagged. No. Yeah. Which he could go the route of him and Darby against. Two other guys. I don't know who that would be right now. Well, uh, does it have to be cinematic? If it's him and Darby, it's with the with the spots that Darby want to do. It's got to be cinematic, doesn't it? It would be interesting to start it his career and it was cinematic and end it with cinematic. But when he started it at Revolution twenty twenty one, that was the era where they were doing a lot of cinemat sim sim. Cinematic. Thank you. Cinematic matches because of the pandemic. So so what if you start the match cinematic? And then finish and it in the ring. And then you finish in the ring. Yeah. They whatever they do, they gotta do it right. You get one shot at it and because this is this is gonna be the it. I mean, I know we've seen them retire from TNA and then or WCW, then TNA, then WWE, but he is ending it. In his own terms now, in his 60s, he's had a hell of a run. Hell of a last run. It's been a fun run for everybody involved, including himself. So, I mean, he's 62 years old, right? At least. Yeah. Majin's got a good idea. You know what? Flair wants one more match. Bring in Rick. No. <laughs> no. He did say the other day he wants another one. I was like, dude, Rick, you advertised the whole thing last year, last match. Like, hang it up, dude. Well, here's the thing. There's, you passed out during your, your during your there's match. Probably, there's probably no bigger Ric Flair fan in this group than me. 
I would. Um, yes, yes, I would agree with that. And I do not want to see that. So, uh, I, you know, uh, this wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, but yet it would. Um, Dustin Rhodes. Sting had a lot of good stuff with Dusty. Let him go out with Dustin. Yeah. yeah. I think those two could put on a good match. They both work at that kind of slower speed, so you wouldn't risk as many injuries for either one of them. And this this sounds really bad, but if you're Sting, you know who you are. Who you are. You 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 don't want your last match to be against Dustin Rhodes. I mean, no, but you worked with Ric Flair. You worked with with Dusty Rhodes. I mean, you've worked with the creme de la creme, and, and nothing against Dustin Rhodes. I love the guy. I think he's great, but he's he's not Sting last match material. This is my opinion. Majin, do you give Copeland that chance against mm. Sting before he hangs him up? I I want to say no, but they, they do some sort of trios match before February. Yeah. On like a dynamite. Sting and Darby versus Sting Darby and Adam versus Luchasaurus Nick Wayne and somebody else that Christian hires or something. Or Christian himself as long as Christian and Adam don't touch in a trios match. Just saying, just saying. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. It, it, assuming it is Darby, it'll be interesting to see how they get there to that match. If Darby turns heel or if they just stick with them being buddies and tag team partners, and then it's like just, you know, one Let last match. Let me send you off. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Because it could, could be a Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair type scenario. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that didn't work for Flair. Remember, oh, well, this is he, a final he, match. He needed money, so he went to wrestle for Dixie for a little while. Him and him and Hogan and Bischoff and you know, WCW two thousand two point over there. It's uh, crazy that all those guys needed money. Oh my God! Yeah, with all the yeah. money they made, they still needed money. Mm-hmm. Hogan, well, we went through, Hogan went through a divorce. So I'll give him that one, but. Yeah, he's on marriage number three now. He just got married a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He, so, is he trying to sure, keep up I'm with Flair? Sure he's younger than me, so. I am almost positive she is. Yeah. Yes. So, what, what, whatever, Terry. Whatever, whatever. You do you. You do you. Um, but we then see Tony Storm show her life's work and Gone with the Storm. Another good bit. Thoughts? Uh, then we saw Jr. doing what he does best: sit down interview with Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne's mom. She admits that it was shocking what went down with her son and Darby. And since Darby's been like a brother to him, she says it's out of character. And the things that Christian Cage has said about his father, she doesn't recognize her son right now. She puts her hand on his leg, but he pushes it away. He says it was always Darby getting congratulated, so he's proven why he's here. Uh, he has a new father figure now, better than his father ever was. Uh, Christian then turns up and they walk away, which leads to her slapping Nick Wang. And then Nick says she's dead to him. However, as they leave the room, Darby lays out Christian and attacks Nick Wayne. They brawl out into the arena. Sting comes down to level, level the numbers. And Luchasaurus and 
Nick Wayne and Christian escape, but uh, Nick Wayne definitely lost a tooth in the process or cracked a tooth. Yeah, he did. One of the, that was a lot of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to agree with Majin here. Now I see why Christian was trying to hit on Nick's mom. Well, the last thing he said before he closed the door, should have picked, should up, have picked the up the phone. Christian's great. His one-liners are fantastic. So, um, Mr. Copeland has uh, come forward in the past and says he has no clue who his father was. Do we see Christian tap into that with this whole father figure thing? 100%. Point in this 100%. 100%. Um, and kind of off the back of that, um, Collision on Saturday. I don't know if you guys both got a chance to see Collision. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of the back and forth between Adam Copeland and Ricky Starks? Because I've seen a lot of well negative I mean, reactions about it. All, all the backstage thing was Copeland was pissed. Yeah. Because Ricky Starks went off with a, went off a script. Isn't that the beauty of AEW, though? You kind of have an outline, but you don't have a script? Yeah, but we've heard that before with a legend. Yeah. And that yeah. legend turned out to be a turd, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, so, I just that, that was my thought during this, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. now, I thought, the, I thought the go back and forth was good. It was good for live TV, don't hear Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanilla yeah. Rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christian Cage, Father of the Year. Uh, Mundo says, who do you guys see beating Christian for the TNT belt? That's a good question. Let's go back to the first one, mother or uh, you say mother of the year, father of the year, father of the year. Father of the year. <laughs> I want to be, uh, I want to be stepfather of the year. There, she's got, she's got some potential. I'm telling you, boys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had the IWC talking for sure tonight. Although she does have a wedding ring on, so she's she moved on, but. I'm pretty sure that's some TJ Maxx shit. So we 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 can we can. She got it from Juice. She got yeah. it from Juice. There was a TJ Maxx uh, chant tonight in the crowd. So yeah, there. Yeah, you never know what kind of chants are gonna get started. Mrs. Wayne, we can improve on that if you want to come over, uh, <laughs> hang out with uh, Shep. So just saying. Hey, uh, you know, we're like an hour into this podcast and we went down a rabbit hole right off the bat. So I never got to ask you a question, Shep. Yeah. And this is a traditional KOP question. What are we <laughs> drinking tonight? All right. So as you can tell, my background's not the same, right? Right. I'm, I'm packed up. I'm moved. My, my liquor cabinet is bare. Okay. So, um, we're gonna, this is a small bottle. <laughs> normally, small bottle. He says. Normally, I have the big bottle, right? <laughs> yeah, the big bottle gets you through what two, three days. Yeah. Little bottle gets you through a day. I don't know. Well, it depend depends on who pisses me off. Um, so the big bottle started, and I'm like, man, I need to reserve. So again, we got the little bottle, kettle one. Just to let you know. Still waiting on that free shit. Sponsor KOP. It's sponsor KOP. Um, Hashtag sponsor KOP kettle. I actually, I actually opened up the liquor cabinet. To think like, yeah, let's let's have a little different cocktail. But I have nothing. I have nothing but 
Um, actually, I have this right here, which I'll never open this bottle. Oh, Cubs well, championship. Yeah, I have, a, I have a Cubs championship bottle of red wine. So um, that's the only thing I have in my bar right now because um, I'm moving. So uh, I'm not going to open that, which I don't even know who makes this wine. I probably wouldn't like it anyways. So uh, I do like red wine, just to let you guys know. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So just we're going with the normal tonight. Hopefully Hopefully I make it through without breaking up the little bottle, but little bottle was uh, here for backup. Always good to have a backup. Normally normally this is in the golf bag. Yes, I, (laughs) I keep a fifth of fucking vodka in my golf bag. <laughs> Give me all the hate you want, but hey. nothing wrong with that. No, nope, like you can either celebrate a good round or drink away a bad round. I, I like to drink when I play golf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few more comments here. Mundo Chucky in the crowd. Yeah, that was random. Purpose, purpose person cosplaying Chucky in the front row. It's definitely Halloween time. Because uh, I she? think the new season is that's coming out here pretty soon. Ah, uh, you're right. I was getting there, and what what uh, station's that on, Paul? Sci-fi. USA. USA, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't what follow else, it. What else is on USA? Mm-hmm. NXT. <laughs> I, I thought that I, I – that's the first thing I saw. Uh, Omega, I think, was the one um, – hitting all the fans' hands, and I saw the Chucky, and the first thing I thought was, I saw that new season coming on USA, yep. so well played. If that's yep. a plant, well played, TK. Well played. Yep, yep. Uh, back to this question real quick before we move on, though. I want to get your guys' opinion. Who do you think eventually beats Christian for the TNT title? Edge. I'm going, yeah. I'm going Copeland on this one. Really? I, don't, I don't care what he said tonight, Edge. I kind of think Danielson eventually. Mm. He was talking how much he loves the D- WCW television title, and that guy's got to hold gold once before he hangs him up, doesn't he? In AEW, just some kind of gold. Once. Thing, I think. I think that title's below Danielson. I do too, but I think it's below Edge actually. But well, I'm sorry, I can't call him Edge anymore. Yeah, Adam. It's, it's Adam. But yeah. I wouldn't mind Danielson winning the title because what – okay, so here – all right, here's how I'm going to set this up. Danielson wins it. Samoa Joe, Danielson, winner gets both TV titles. I keep thinking they got to get the ROH TV title off Joe anytime now, but he keeps defending that, so – it, it it fits him. I mean, he doesn't need a big title. We know he can hold the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we know he can hold anything he wants. So, yeah, keep pushing that TV title. Yeah, I think I think he's got to go to Briscoe eventually. So he's close to returning. They said they say he's, uh, in the, he's in the ring training right now. Yeah, yeah, it's going yeah. a lot better than. Um, they thought it would. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, backstage, we see Renee again uh, with the best friends and 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 um, and Hook. Uh, Stat Leonard says, 
Um, Saturday, she defended her TBS title, Battle for the Belts. Says she's proven her title is about great wrestling. She's given a title shot to someone who deserves it, someone she respects, Willow Nightingale. That should be a heck of a match. Uh, Orange Cassie says he doesn't under, didn't understand the saying, you don't know what you've got till it's gone, until he lost the international championship. Now he sees unfinished business this Saturday. He's something to prove. You guys see a little bit of character change with OC the last two weeks since he's got that title back? Well, did you yes, guys see not- what Trent and Brett were doing during this whole thing? Peeling an orange. Just shoving food in their face. And eating an orange. Well, it was and yeah. Hook was eating chips. Well, yeah. Hook was they eating were orange. Typical chips, but I thought it was weird that uh, they were peeling that orange and eating that orange. Yeah, I, I, I did too. I kind of thought, that is there a, something that there? Well, weird coincidence, but yep, yep. I picked up on it. So yeah, but yep. I, I'm we're kind of starting to see, I think, a character shift with orange mm-hmm. a little bit. He's oh. not as much of the slothy orange as we have no, gotten used to. But we're not going to see Phoenix for a while because he's got some visa issues. Right. And that's what Moxley was originally supposed to take it back last week, but he wasn't cleared. So, yeah, well, I think now the plan is just let him run with it for a little bit longer. When isn't Hook eating chips? When he actually gets to wrestle once in a while, which isn't very often. Hold on. Hold on. Were those potato chips? Hmm. No, they weren't. They were Cheetos. I I was yes. gonna say I couldn't even tell what he was yeah, eating. I just knew it was orange. orange. Everybody yes. had something orange. They were Cheetos, which I would cannot not consider potato chip. No, no, that's a different no. kind of snack. It's not in a chip category. Easy there. Easy there, but, Bobby. But you, you can buy you it in the, the Frito Lay's chip bag. Correct. Snack Correct. combo things. Well, it's not Correct. no, it's not a chip bag. <laughs> No, the the big box of like twenty four different. Oh, he's talking. Yeah. It's it's in the variety pack or the snack yes. pack. Snack pack, right? Is that what they call? It? Oh, that's pudding. Cheetos yeah. in the room category. Yes, but um, Pu- the, puffed the, or the crunchy? One. Puffed or crunchy? Uh, puffed. Oh come on, Paul! I can get oh. down with. Hey, let me finish. Well, I, lost a, I lost a little bit here from you. If you call them, if you think that the original. The goat of Cheetos is puffed. Then, if I'm eating them solo, I prefer the puffed. I like both, but I love the crunchy when it's mixed in with like the munchies bags and mixed in with something else. Paul's like Paul's like Zoltek on the Little Giants movie at the very start when he gets hit and they take off his helmet and he's got lunch in there and they find the bag of Cheetos and the coach is like. Puffed or crunchy? This is Coach Puffed Wimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. You got to go original. Original Crunch, man. I like them both, but if I had to choose, I will go crunchy. I like the Flaming Hot the best, though. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah. I don't do spice, so. Oh, missing out. Missing out. Uh, uh, yeah. See? Majin I, knows I, what's I used up. To. Majin knows what's up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I used to be a big fan of spice, and then this thing called acid reflux kicked in. Oh, and, I have it every time, but I fi- I just yeah. I just deal with the pain because I love you're, spicy food. You're getting old, Paul. Yes, um, but one thing that kind of threw me off is when Renee started out this promo, she referenced as if all three titles would be defended. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then we never even get to Hook. Because it's a worthless title that they never do anything with, ever. I wish they could drop it. <laughs> hey. Great minds think alike. Um, then finally, our main event tonight was the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal, which this was pretty predictable, I would say. But still, still had some fun spots. We saw Johnny TV get, uh, he eliminated Matt Seidel. Poor Matt Seidel. He's always just in the bad spots. Uh, we then saw uh, Johnny TV dance and kind of tease with Garcia. Garcia wants to dance, but Daddy Magic won't let him. So Jeff Hardy takes him out and then he dances, which was pretty funny. Uh, Matt Hardy, Dustin Rhodes work together to eliminate uh, Johnny TV. Matt Hardy then attempts to jump from the second row onto Hager, but he gets caught and dumped out. Uh, MJF heads down the ring, offers Dustin Rhodes some money. <laughs> Dustin takes it and then uh, hits Juice Robinson with the Shattered Dreams, which was a nice callback. Um, in the other quarter, Hager takes uh, right to Commander, but he hangs on. Springboard drop kick to Hager. However, he gets caught by Daddy Magic and Garcia midair, and they dump Commander out of the ring. Uh, Rose then drops Garcia with Canadian Destroyer. Then, then he hugs Trent, but Hager breaks it breaks that up by attacking them. But Dustin sends Hager over the ropes. Uh, Trent charges and knocks him off. Oh, Trent knocked Hager off. Excuse me. Um, the Trent and Daddy Magic trade some chops on the ring apron, but Garcia saves his partner and, and Magic eliminates Trent. Jeff Hardy tries to attack Magic, but he then gets dumped out by Garcia. He tries to dance, but Daddy Magic breaks up again. They get again arguing, but ultimately work together to attack Dustin. So, but Dustin eliminates Daddy Magic, but before he can turn around, Garcia throws him out, leaving just Gar- Garcia, Max Caster, and Juice Robinson as the final three. Garcia does do the dance, but that leads to Max Caster eliminating him. So it comes down to Max Caster and Juice Robinson, and uh, Max or uh, Juice Robinson ends up uh, getting the win. So, so yeah. So Juice Robinson against for for a battle royal wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. And Jay White helped, and of course um, Mm -hmm. MJF got will be back for a second, but then got hit with a low blow. So, yep, yep. Is that what it's going to take? For him to maybe consider the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Do you think he loses the dynamite diamond for the first time next weekend to Juice and then goes, All right, look, I, I can't do it alone? I think it is time to get that ring off him. I agree. I thought last year it was time to get it off yeah. of him, but he's had, he's had it four years. I know it's part of his character, but he's also got Triple B now. He's got the ROH tag titles. Yes. I say you roll with it. Roll with it. Keep, keep it going. If he, if he's going to be the face of your company, which which you're putting him there right now being the world champion, right? Mm-hmm. And as good as he is on the mic, and as good as he is on social media, keep it going. Push him to the moon with that, with anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun story they're building between Jay and MGF, and I'm glad they've started building it early for a pay-per-view build. And, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be main event worthy. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. A couple more comments here before we get into our rating and wrestler of the night. Mundo said Funyuns, Flaming Hot is his pick. Uh, Majin said John Cena actually got the win. He just couldn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the chips, I'll tell you this right now. 
my goat, the goat of potato chips is Lay's salt and vinegar. Oh. Oh, come on, Paul. Well, my just... oldest would agree with you. Okay. Right. I, I mean, that's the goat of chips. Yeah, that's, uh, oh man, what is my favorite chip? I like classic Doritos. I think that's my go-to. That's a good one. All right. So either like cool you get too. you either get the taco Doritos or the original Doritos and dip them into like that Fritos cheese that you can buy right there by the chips. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That'd be good. That'd be I good. used to have that snack uh, when I used to partake in the uh, 420 era, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mundo's agreeing with you, Shep, and then Majin says, Lay's ketchup are all dressed. Come on now. Okay, that's Canadian stuff there. Wait a minute. You have ketchup potato chips? Oh, that's big in Canada. Yeah, it's a thing. I, Yeah, we're not even going to get into that. I think we've uh, talked with him about that before on the podcast. A ketchup chips, or, or, or didn't they yes. didn't they bring it up with a Renee one time or something on Dynamite? Yes, yeah. yes. Hey, I love ketchup, but not on my potato chips. <laughs> ketchup are, flavored chips. What are you what What are you thinking? Like like my like seriously, you need to literally think. You're sitting there watching this podcast, which we appreciate. Don't be honest. Rabbit hole. All right, we appreciate that, but you're sitting there going. I like ketchup potato. Like, seriously, dude, you need to you need to think about like what you're what oh my god, come on. You probably just woke up your kids there. Uh, if I did, I'm gonna be in danger, but we'll all know all because all over uh, ketchup the chips. missus will show. Yeah. We'll we'll know because the missus will end up in the background and yeah. he'll just the screen will go blank. Mrs. Uh, Shepard's gonna come downstairs and lay a V trigger on ship, so <laughs> I want to see that. I do too. She's mean. <laughs> you probably deserve it. I probably do. Yeah, yeah. I think we all deserve it. Uh, you really, ketchup potato chips? Like, come on! I I don't go to the store and go. Ooh, I'm at the gas station. I'm gonna get some potato chips. And I'm gonna pick up mayonnaise potato chips or <laughs> mustard potato chips. They have them all. Yeah. There's no way there is. There there really mayonnaise potato chips out there? Probably. Oh, that's a good one too, Mundo. Pringo pizza. Those are pretty good. Behind that, those are good. Those are good. It's got to be a Pringles one in the can, right? Yeah. 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 I don't really care for the combos pizza ones though. No. You know the combos, the little pretzels with stuff in them. That's not a potato. Those used. I know. We're just going down a snack rabbit hole now. I'm getting hungry too. That's the Wait problem. Minute. Wait a minute. Those right. used to be really good in the '90s, and then something changed. I don't know if they changed the recipe or what, but they just do not taste the no. same anymore. Hey, I thought this was a professional wrestling podcast, not a 420 Munchies podcast. It is almost midnight. It's time for my midnight snack. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. You know let's get this. Let's get this shit back on rail, Tanner. All Tanner. right. All right. All right. Who would ever All go right. down a rabbit hole? Yeah, damn rabbit holes. Damn Paul. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, one one more, one more. Uh, Pringles had a cheddar cheese and jalapeno chip that was delicious. That sounds pretty good. I could get on board with that. Yeah. Now, you know what the you know what the best stoner fat guy combo is uh, is you go get the uh, um, uh, Lay's ranch dipping sauce. Okay. Okay. And then you go get the cheddar um, sour cream chip, which is a goat too. Okay. That is a good one. And you dip that in the ranch lay sauce. Pull. Oh. I mean. All right. I'll have to try that ship. Oh. I mean, you're going to be hooked. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. That got us on this chips conversation in the it, first place. It, did. it was Damn all hooked. Hook. Damn a hook. Damn hook. Uh, rest, haircut. Wrestler of the night. Paul, go first. All right. So, um, not going to lie, within the first 30 minutes, I had mine picked out. Jay White. Okay. Uh, he was on that next level shit tonight, and I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I know what to expect when I see Kenny and Kyle really impressed me tonight but i just i like jay and i like what he brought tonight i'm i'm gonna uh tag team that i really thought penta was really good tonight i thoroughly enjoy that dude Mm -hmm. the more i see him and i I didn't watch it back in the day, but I remember when he was Impact Champion. Mm-hmm. I could see the reason they would put the belt on him. Okay, I think that guy is a—he's a big, strong luchador. Like he's not your typical five foot six luchador, right? He's a six foot tall dude, and and he's built. And I love the way he took the chops tonight, and I love the way he delivered the chops. Yes. I'm telling uh, you, I think I, and the only thing holding that guy back is his English. Mm-hmm. He's yep. getting better too, with that. I, I slowly know, I, but surely. He's working on it, but I think that's the only thing holding him back right now. He and, literally could be a main event dude. Yeah, he's, he's got charisma out the ass. And the way uh, Jay was selling the chops tonight and taking them, that's kind mm-hmm. of what pushed me over for that. Like when he mm-hmm. got hit with that first one, the way he just kind of like, I was like, all right, there it is. There's my wrestler mm-hmm. of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Kenny and Kyle laid in some good chops too at the start of their match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already talked up Kenny Omega big time, and I probably should go with him as my wrestler of the night. But I'm going with Sting. Um, heartfelt promo tonight, big announcement that he's getting his career at Revolution 2024. You know, and no, I got to thinking it's amazing how many different generations of wrestling fans have now got to see Sting perform. I know. And Paul, your kids now have got to see Sting perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's pretty cool. Yep. That's pretty cool. And he's had a good last run. I mean, all of his runs have been pretty good, no matter if we're talking NWA, WCW, TNA, WWE, even though it was very short-lived, and then uh, now AEW. They, they've all been good. Actually, my yeah. kids got to see Sting perform. They just don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we can all kind of agree right now that at Revolution Sting will be our wrestler of the night. Yeah, yeah, there's a good there's a good chance. 
Yeah, Mundo says Juice had the crowd chanting TJ Maxx. And he also says, uh, thing is, WWE did sting dirty. They they did. They did. Um, they did. They did that. I'm still mad about Mania 31 having Triple H go over him. That was not right. But no surprise. I think it was all intentional. Yeah, no surprise. Vince wanted to bury WCW one more time. So mm-hmm. that's what he did. Um, all right. Uh, rating for tonight's show. Shep, lead us off. Um. It's a pretty strong show. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm going seven point. I'm going seven point six. Pretty high rating for you. I, I had a, right. I had a four coming out there, but I thought it was a little. I thought it was better than most. So yeah, seven point six. All right. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's show. Um, you know. We get a lot of backstage segments or a lot of video packages and interviews and things like that. But yet, I follow somebody on Twitter who, and I can't remember who it is for the life of me, and Tanner, you might know off the top of your head here, breaks down the amount of time that there is wrestling in on each and every show breaks it down to the total number of time and then the percentage of the actual show. It might be Brandon Thurston. It might be it Brandon might Thurston be. who does all the all the ratings and everything. It might be. Um, but even with the talking tonight, that seemed like it was a lot more than wrestling. But when you look at the amount of wrestling we got and the styles and everything else, I'm going a little higher. I'm going to go 8-2. Ooh, in the eights. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. I I enjoyed tonight's show. I mean, I thought it was solid, but I am going to be the low man tonight. I'm going 7-4. Um, women's match, I mean, just I mean, they gave a brief backstory of it, um, but it was kind of thrown together today. Um, I enjoyed the first match between Jay White and Penta and Kyle Fletcher and Omega. Um, squash matches, whatever. I still... still uh, annoys me that they can't find room for another women's match on the card. But uh, I don't know. The first half of the show, I kind of thought uh, I was kind of on my phone a lot. But then second half really captivated me quite a bit. You know, once we got Kenny and Fletcher, then Sting's announcement, and then the rest of the show. So, but still, still a solid show, but nothing. I've been, I've been higher on a lot of my ratings, but 7-4. Yeah. Technically, Mundo's the lowest man. He had six out of ten. Majin's at seven out of ten. Rookie scores, round numbers, rookie scores, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah it's all right. You doing That's how we started. <laughs> you you got to break out the uh, the the decimals. Yeah. No round numbers around here. Unless yeah. it's a ten, but we've never had a ten. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, uh, any any more AEW discussion tonight? No, so I'm guessing. No, I don't right, know. Well, that, 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 that leaves me with one more thing to do. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Yeet. That's what I want to talk about. Yeet. I want to talk about you, Mr. Cody Rhodes, and Jey Uso losing the tag team titles already. So, yay, yay or nay? Yeet. Quick. Yay or nay? Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, I. So <laughs> they win the tag titles in Indianapolis. 
fast yes. lane. Yes. They have one of the best um, post press conferences. Press conferences. Oh, fantastic. And I can appreciate Cody saying, like, look, full disclosure, we got a couple of ovations on the bus. Basically saying, we went back to the bus. I put a it suit on. Drunk. I put a suit on. He's still wearing his ring gear. And we got shit faced. Mm-hmm. Two buddies in real life hanging out. Yeah. So, after that press conference, as much traction as those guys got. And it was, even WWE put it on their social media. Okay, not not all the other media guys that are good media guys, fake media guys, whatever. Like they put it on their social media and it took off. To have them lose six days later was. I don't know. It, well, it wasn't six We're days later, explicit. but it was. Let's uh, see. They won it on. God, sorry. Was that day? I was trying to be nice. But but they only had two weeks, so you weren't yeah. that far off. Yeah. I, I I don't know how this makes Cody stronger. If it does, I'll eat the crow because I know what we're looking for in the, the future picture. But I, I don't know how it makes him look stronger. At least they had the finally had the face to face stare down for the first time since Mania on the season premiere of SmackDown. Which tells me they're going in that direction for Mania. I, I don't think. And SI reported that The Rock's not in the plans. So, Thank God. But like I said, when we were talking about uh, could these guys win it ahead of Fastlane when we touched on this, it didn't make sense to have win it unless you were going to give new titles to the tag team division. I always thought that was the best way to do it. Get it on somebody like Cody. Um let him debut some new titles and then drop them quickly. I was fine with that, but this did nothing except say, Oh, guess what? Welcome to the mid card, Cody. Like Maja said, it makes Cody look like Charlie Brown about to kick the football. Oh, wow. That's harsh. <laughs> um, I will give WWE credit here. They do have a lot of long-term stories going on with characters, which I do like and a lot of layers. But I don't always agree with the layers. Like this Jimmy Jimmy and Jay Uso thing. I mean, we saw Jimmy and Paul and, and Rhea Ripley all kind of talking and making a deal when Roman was away. But then when Jimmy asked Roman Friday if he wants to go take care of Jay, um, Roman's like, nah, 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 we're we're past that. So did Roman change his mind and send Jimmy to take care of Jay and Cody? Or did Jimmy go into business for himself? I guess we'll find out. But you got that. You got the character level, you know, with Owens going to SmackDown. Sami Zayn can't win without Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens getting traded kind of cost these guys the titles. Got a lot of interesting pieces, but um, we'll see how it plays out. I think for the WWE's sake, now that by all things considered, it sounds like Triple H is ahead of everything. Creative, not Vince. Yep. I think they have a better chance at letting these stories play out into mania than, than they would have if events were still pushing the pencil around. 
Well, I think eventually if you're Triple H, you got to um, find a way to bring Shawn Michaels up from NXT. Not that Shawn's not doing a good job at uh, NXT. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he he could use his help on on, on Raw and SmackDown. So, yeah. And the thing is, if they go Cody and, and Roman at, at Mania, I heard this discussed today. One guy was making the claim that they still think Roman should go over and they should have Roman be the champ until September next year. So he beats one of Hogan's reigns. I think if you do that, you're going to lose a lot of your fan base. Because you could get away with it once, even though I still think it was the wrong decision to not do it at 39. They did get away with it. If you do it again at 40, you're playing with fire. Well, you you say that. So, usually those WrestleManias have two championship matches. Right. If they throw this one out first and it goes the way that you didn't like, are you going to watch the rest? No. So, that's got to be your night two main event. Yeah. Those two guys mm-hmm. has to be. Has to. Be. I was going to say night one, but looking at it, you have to draw that storyline out. Right. Right. So. Right, and if you are for some reason going to pull the trigger on Roman winning again, you got to do it on night two main event. So then, you have them watching the whole time, no matter what. If if that happens, we're going to have to put Tanner in the watch ball. Might have mm-hmm. to. I might go crazy. Um. The only other thing I want to talk about WWE related was we've seen reports that WWE is not in conversation with Brian CM Punk back. Do you guys buy that or not with Survivor Series coming up in Chicago? Or is it all just a, um, a smokescreen? I buy it because I feel that WWE looks at him as a, as a risk I do more too. than a reward. I do too right now. Um, I think... I think, and even though AEW is our favorite promotion, that's what we mainly talk about on this podcast. I don't think we can disagree that WWE is hot right now. They're getting good ratings. They're breaking attendance records wherever they go, bringing in more money than they ever have from a business standpoint. So why why would you want to take the risk of screwing that up, bringing somebody in who could get in a riff with some guys in the locker room? And, again, I don't ever – or I don't always believe what I see on the internet, but I saw something about uh, Booker T basically saying, you know, Punk didn't leave WWE, he was fired. Punk was fired from AEW without cause. Why would you want to bring in a guy who has nothing to offer to your company? Yep. All all valid points. Yep. Yep. (laughs) If that happens, that'll be Tanner's Joker origin story. (laughs) Yep. Uh, eh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thanks, Paul, for changing my headline there. I can't change it because my keyboard just doesn't want to do anything. Flaming hot. Love it. I am the KOP champ. So, headline or not? Jump. Jump. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to want to cover before we wrap this up? Uh, um. I saw oh, I, 
I do have one thing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. No, no, no. Right after you, Tanner. You're the champion. Well, there's one thing I wanted to ask you guys, and I told you guys this was coming, and I completely forgot about it right now. What are some some matches you guys want to see in AEW that we haven't seen yet? Just a couple off the top of your head. Copeland Sting. It's a good one. I want the Outrunners. Outrunners versus the world. Uh, Mundo, uh, they both said Adam Copeland, and I said Brian Danielson. <laughs> Paul, you're getting some grief here. Um, Look, I've had things on the back of my phone a lot longer than the actual wise man has, okay? <laughs> Just saying. I want to see that. Omega MJF. I want to see Omega, yeah. Omega J White 101 in AEW. Um. I want to see a trios with Copeland and FTR against somebody else, which they did file for a rated FTR trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it can be against the acclaimed for all I care. Yeah. Um, what other singles match? Let's see. Um, Although the one thing I've got to say is keep Copeland away from the house of black. I, I just feel if he even interacts with the House of Black, it's going to blow up. Oh, look, he's with another goth group. Yeah, you could put Malachi in some one-on-one matches. That'd be fun. Um, how about Danielson and Osprey? Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Anhausen in action. <laughs> Just, just in action, but yeah, um, winning, winning action there. How about that? We've seen him get squashed numerous times. Adam Cole and Omega. That'd be fun. Well, um, no, there's a lot of good ones you could that, do. That'd be a good. One. I, I want to see um, Ooh, with Darby them being victorious. Malachi? I like that. Darby oh, against Malachi. That could be dark. Yeah. How about um, uh, how about like Miro and Brody King? Um, that'd be fun. Brody King, Hobbs, uh, I don't know, just some big meat, slap of meat yeah. matches. Um, I want to see, and I think you said, Shep, the Outrunners, yeah, our yeah. favorite tag team. I want to see them take on Starks and Big Bill and beat them for the championship. There's Sign some, me up. There's some potential there. Miro versus Anything, Warlow, that'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Um, before you guys know, notice they also teased the debut of Mystico. Yes, they yes, call him they Mexico's did. greatest luchador. Yes, it's Rocky Romero on Friday night. Supposedly, those guys yeah. have a huge rivalry down in Mexico, bringing it up to the states. Yes, so yeah, but a bunch of bunch of good matches we could have. We could have mm-hmm. so. Well, we better wrap this up. Uh, Shep is starting to fall asleep on the podcast. I'm not too far behind him. So it is, it is uh, 12, 17 Eastern time. So Yes. All right. Uh, so I guess then uh, check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for all of your KOP merchandise. Support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so. 
be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star rating because we are five-star KOP. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 and follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.